Aren't you thankful for the powerful name of Jesus this morning? Man, let's give the, the praise team a hand. Would you give them a hand this morning as they go down? appreciate them. And, uh, aren't you uh, thankful for Jesus today? You can do better than that. Aren't you thankful for Jesus today? Man, just isn't he worthy of your praise? I'm amazed at, uh, in my own life, how often I give so many other things priority and place and worship. We like to say worship only at church, but the truth is we give worship to so many things that don't deserve our worship. We give place and priority to things in our life that really aren't that important. Well, I do. Do you guys do the same thing? And what a great reminder today that Jesus is worthy of all our praise. Jesus is worthy of our worship. And I'm just thankful to be here today. I want to say thank you to all of you who uh, uh, were praying for us as we had a team that was in Southeast Asia. And I got to see some of uh, our great friends that I know that we have been. uh, uh, So maybe some of you aren't aware, but the word that we use over there uh, is YARP. All right, so can you, I just want to say thank you for yarping for us while we're there. And uh, for those of you maybe that aren't new around here, or that are new around here, that is the code word. All right, so if you want to spell that backwards, yarp, you can figure out what that code word is supposed to mean. All right, and uh, so that's what we have been in Southeast Asia. We got back Friday night. Uh, I got home uh, just after midnight Friday night. And uh, so thank you for all your uh, Yarping. We got to Houston. We actually drove to Houston, flew, flew out of Houston, uh, and so we were kind of worried about uh, what our vehicle would look like as we had it parked in Houston during the hurricane, and uh, God provided, and there was nothing wrong with my truck, uh, and there was a gas station open right next to the parking lot we were at and got gas, so uh, God answered a lot of prayer for us. But I want to show you a picture to, uh, we're going to show a few pictures during the message today, but I want to start with Uh, A picture, um, and and as a way of saying thank you, this is a picture of a van. Uh, uh, Several, uh, maybe a month or two ago, I asked if there was something we could do for them as we came over. Uh, And they said they needed uh, $14,000 to purchase a vehicle. And uh, so I called a few uh, of my friends, and uh, they raised some money. And then here at Hallmark, we... Uh, sent $4,500 to finish off that $14,000 that we had raised to uh, purchase this vehicle. And so uh, from left to right, uh, this is Jeremiah and Joseph and Peter, uh, left to right there on the picture. And uh, I want you to, as a a request for you to pray for Jeremiah and Joseph. Uh, Jeremiah and Joseph, uh, our Monday night, their Tuesday morning, will be taking their driver's test and uh, so we, you guys, paid for them to get their driver's license. It was a, it's a thousand dollars a piece to get a driver's license there, and uh, so that was part of the fourteen thousand dollars that you guys uh, gave. And so um, they are taking their test on Tuesday morning there, and uh, so just to kind of give you a story behind this. This van, um, I was going to write down the name, and I forgot. I can't say it in Chinese, but the. Uh, when they first saw this van, so we were um, in a coffee house. I'm kind of giving you I, I, maybe some vague details, but we were in a coffee house on the second floor. We had just done some training, uh, and so we looked out, and one of the wives, Liana, 
Joseph's wife, looked out uh, and saw the vehicle parked there for the first time. And uh, they just got the vehicle. In fact, when we rode in it, all the plastic was still on the seats. Um, I guess they didn't trust us because they left the plastic on the seats. And um, she looked out and she asked Stephanie, she said, is that the gospel vehicle? And that was the word she used to describe. I guess they had been describing this van that they knew they were going to get as the gospel vehicle because these three people will use it on, on uh, Sundays to go out into their villages and spread the gospel. And uh, so I just want to say thank you. you. Many of you in this church have been giving to missions for years and years and years. Um, and I just want to say thank you. And, and your money that you've given to missions over the years is, goes to do things like this, to purchase uh, this vehicle. Um, I was overwhelmed with um, really a lot of emotions as we walked up. This is a picture taken right outside uh, the coffee house there. Um, and we got to, when we first walked up the coffee house, I was really overwhelmed with emotions because we, um, me personally, I've been, and, and us as a church, been praying uh, with Chad and Stephanie really since 2005 um, when they first surrendered to do what God had called them to do. And God put them on this journey. Uh, and to be able to walk up and see that all this, this prayer and, and vision that had been going on for all these years and to be able to see that and and my testimony to them was really just, I felt in this overwhelming sense of blessing that I get to represent you as a church and what God is doing over there in Southeast Asia. And so I just want to say thank you guys for your, your prayers, for your faithful giving. Um, and really on behalf of Chad and Stephanie and Jerry and Kristen as well, as they want to say thank you for your faithfulness for all these years. And, and so... Um, I want to encourage you, on, uh, on the bulletin, you, get your bulletin out, because you're going to get it out for the, the message anyways, but also there's a date on there, the 17th, that I want you to make a note of. So on September 17th, we're going to have what we're calling a mission mashup at 5 o'clock in the gym. And so we want to be a part of that. Uh, we have been, uh, the church has taken six different trips, uh, missions trips this year. And so on that night, we're going to highlight each one of those trips, and we're going to get maybe share a few pictures, possibly some videos of, of those different trips. And so I want to encourage you to be here at 5 o'clock on the 17th. We'll share some more pictures of this trip, but also a lot of, uh, of our trips this year. Um, there's been a trip to uh, Greece and Romania, Guatemala, Honduras. Our youth went uh, to uh, Camp Barnabas. Uh, a group went to Chile, a group has been to Mexico, so we're going to kind of highlight all those on that night. I encourage you uh, to be there. Turn with me, though, to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, and today we are going to observe uh, the Lord's table or have uh, communion, and uh, so many of you have already, uh, you already know when you see me in a suit that we're going to have communion, and uh, so I appreciate you your great remarks on that today, but uh, Matthew chapter 26, the title really is just this idea of remember, and I, and I think, uh, of course, growing up in church all my life, uh, almost always there is, uh, in churches when I grew up, there was the table, right, there, and what did the table say on it? Do you guys remember? Just say it out loud. What, what did the table say? This, do this in remembrance of me. If you uh, want to cheat, the table's right back there and you can look at it. To remember what God did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross. 
Isn't that a great thing to remember? And the reality is, I think oftentimes in my life, that I don't take time, I don't take the proper time to really remember what Christ did on the cross. And so really the service this morning is about that, to, to remember what Christ did on the cross and the price that was paid for us to have salvation, for the price for us that we could have the gospel, the good news, that we could tell others about the good news and the gospel. Let's read Matthew chapter 26 and starting in verse number 26. And we're kind of jumping in into the middle of a conversation here. This is a conversation that Jesus had with the disciples. It's where Jesus instituted what we now know as the Lord's Supper or the Lord's Table or Communion. It was at the event that we now, looking back on history, have termed as the Last Supper. So the great painting in the picture of the Last Supper it was depicting this night, and so we're jumping in this conversation. It was the Passover meal, and so as the Passover meal was also a time of remembrance, the Passover meal was a time of remembrance to look back uh, when, when God provided a way out for the nation of Israel out of Egypt. And you remember what took place when they had sacrificed the lamb, and they put the lamb over the doorpost, the blood of the lamb, and the blood of the lamb, the, the, the lamb without blemish, without spot, and that blood over the doorpost. When the death angel saw the blood on the doorpost, what did the death angel do? He passed over. And so this is the Passover celebration, remembering how God had provided the the sacrifice of the lamb, the blood of the lamb that provided redemption, that provided an escape, that provided a way out of Egypt. And it was salvation. And so that's what the, the conversation that we're jumping into this morning is about. Verse 26 of Matthew 26. And they were eating. Jesus took bread and blessed and broke and he gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my, my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the mount of all of us. Now for, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. If you have the bulletin, these uh, verses are there for you, but 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Again, this is now Paul looking back as Jesus had uh, given them instructions, and he's looking back on what we just read in Matthew chapter 26 on that last supper. So 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup was a new covenant in my blood. This do as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Until he comes. And so we're going to observe the Lord's table. This is one of the two ordinances that God gave to the church. The first uh, being baptism, which we already got to be a part of this morning. And now at the close of the service, we'll be a part of this second ordinance of the church. Communion or the Lord's table. And I want three things on your outline that you can look at this morning. So we're going to remember, and the first thing we're going to do to remember, number one, is we're going to look back. 
Look back. Look back at what Jesus Christ did. I think about Romans chapter 8, verse, uh, Romans 5, verse 8. God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so the first thing that, the, that we want to remember as we observe the Lord's table, as we observe communion this morning, is that Jesus died for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you thankful for the cross this morning? To remember the price that was paid, to remember the price that Jesus suffered on the cross, to remember that Jesus shed his blood for me. Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. When I think about the Passover and the lamb that was slain and the blood that was spilled, and as the angel saw the blood on the doorpost, it covered that family and they received salvation. I think about the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And as the blood is applied to my life, I'm covered by the blood of the lamb. And because I'm covered by the blood of the lamb, what do I receive? Salvation, forgiveness of sins, an eternal life, a home in heaven. Are you thankful for the blood of Christ? And, and here's the reality is that in my own life, I think oftentimes that I don't really take the time to look back. I really don't take time to reflect on the cross. And, and I think oftentimes I get so busy doing life and doing what I want to do and doing the things that I've got planned that I really don't have a proper perspective. Perspective changes everything, doesn't it? And of course, as I've just gotten back from amazing trip, oftentimes when I go on these trips, I'm allowed to get a new perspective. And I think sometimes in our culture and in especially in not just our American culture, but let's even go a little farther to that into our church culture. That sometimes life is so good and life is so great and everything seems to be going our way that I think oftentimes we get so focused on ourselves and our needs and what we want that we forget the price that was paid for me to have salvation and to have forgiveness of sins, and we get so me-focused that we're not kingdom-focused. You ever fall into that trap? Shake your head yes right now. I'm going to confess it for you today. Because you're no different than me. How easy it is for us in our church culture to be so focused on what we want and our desires and our needs and what we think church should be like or shouldn't be like that we forget the price that was paid because we're so focused on what we want and we lose a kingdom focus. You ever, you ever do that? Shake your head yes. We do. How easy it is to forget to look back. To remember that Jesus hung on a cross and I was on his mind Jesus loved you so much that he paid my debt and how foolish of me to forget that 
How foolish of me to spend so much energy on things that don't really matter. How foolish of me to be worried about things that really don't matter. To remember. Number two. We want to look back, and as we look back, to be grateful for what Christ has done. The second one is to look forward, look to the future. In this passage we read in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, we read verse 26. Let me read it for you again. It says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so understand, he's saying, listen, as we partake of the Lord's table today, that we're proclaiming the death of Jesus Christ, but there's going to be an end to this proclamation. And what is the end? There's a promise in this statement, right? So drink this cup, and as you do, you proclaim the Lord's death until when? Until he comes. Do you see the promise in that statement? Jesus Christ is coming back for all who've placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So I'm going to look to the future. In Matthew chapter 26, as Jesus is giving, uh, instituting the Lord's table, verse 29, he says, but I say to you. And so again, we're going to see the same promise that, that Paul alludes to, that we're going to proclaim his death until he comes. And then what Jesus said in verse 29, I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Do you see the promise? No matter how bad the present may be, if we're in Christ, we have a future. Are you looking forward to that future? Are you looking forward to the day that we will be in heaven with Christ our Savior, the one who hung on a cross to pay the sin debt that I couldn't pay, to be able to thank him personally? Thank you, Jesus. Are you looking forward to that day? Look forward to the future. Revelation 7, 9, we get a glimpse. And every time I read this verse... And especially this week, but every time I read this verse, I think about uh, Chad and Stephanie. Because this is the verse that Chad and Stephanie really honed in on as God was calling them away from this church. In Revelation 7, verses 9 through 12, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne, and they worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom. Thanksgiving and honor and power might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Do you see with the picture that is being painted here that one day we will all, the future that we're talking about, the future of those who belong in Jesus Christ, that one day it says all nations, all tribes, all peoples, and all tongues will stand before the holy, righteous God and they will proclaim that he is Lord. Are you going to be a part of that? Are you going to be a part of that? And this week... We had an opportunity. I want, I want to show you another picture. I just took this picture and, and really didn't have, um, you know, I'm not a photographer, but I took this picture, and after I looked at the picture, I thought how fitting it was. And so we were uh, sitting in the coffee house. We were up in, in their training room, their break room, and we were having an opportunity to do some training, if you know what I'm talking about. And Andrew was, at this particular moment when I took the picture, I just took a picture of a phone, but as Andrew was, was training us and teaching us, 
I looked to my right, and Jerry was sitting there with his phone, and I tried to read his phone, but it was all in Mandarin. I had no idea what it said. And I looked over to my left, and Chad was there looking at his phone, and thank God his phone had. The first part was English. The second part was Chinese. And I said, hey, let me take a picture of your phone. And I grabbed his phone, and I took his picture. And then I look in the background. I see Andrew. And this is the passage he was reading, Psalm 67, 1 through 4. Let me read it for you. God, be merciful to us and bless us. Cause his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known on the earth. Your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. I think about, as Andrew would read in English, and Jerry would then read in Mandarin, and we're experiencing just a little bit of a taste of what it's going to be like, the picture in Revelations that every nation, every tribe, every tongue will praise the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you again, are you going to be there that day? If you're not sure, you can be sure. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And and here's the message that you need to know. The reason that we want to remember, the reason we want to look back is that Jesus paid your sin debt. Your sin that separates you from a holy, righteous God, that has been paid by Jesus Christ on the cross. And in order to receive the forgiveness of sins, you simply surrender your life to Jesus Christ and place your faith in him. And I would challenge you this morning, if you've never done that, in a minute we're going to stand and we're going to sing a song of response and a song of worship. And I would ask you this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you're not sure that you're going to be a part of every tribe, every nation, come down this morning and let us show you how to do that. This week we got to sit and this was just one of the opportunities to think about Look on the screen. You, can, I, I, you should be able to read it. I can read it, but it says, verse 2 there, that your way may be known on the earth. Your saving power among who? Say it again together. Saving power among who? All nations. And the challenge this morning is, What part are you playing in letting all nations know? What part are you playing? And and again, we go back to our own church culture that we spend so much time focused on me and we instead of them. And them may be the people across the street from you. The them may be the one in the cubicle next to you at work. The them may be the person in the locker room next to you. The the them may be the people of all nations, tribes, and tongues. But the truth is, the, the message of the gospel is if you've had the opportunity to receive it, with every opportunity comes responsibility. And because you have the gospel, what are you supposed to do with it? Share it. That the saving power maybe among all nations. We got to go out into the villages one night, and they have targeted two people groups, the Ashi and the Aja people. 
And we got to go to one of the villages of the, uh, the Ashi people. And it was just an amazing, I mean, it was a several-hour drive into all these villages. We got out of just about every village. Um, they were kind of in a, a lockdown period, and so we didn't walk through the villages. We drove through the village. We'd get out after we passed the village, and we have a time of prayer for that village. And we got to the village of the people, some of their workers who had, were preparing a, a huge meal for us. And so we sat there and watched them prepare this meal. And then we, after the meal, we sat around a, a couple little campfires. It's kind of raining. It was just an amazing evening. And, and uh, Bruce and Andrew had an opportunity to just kind of speak into their lives and encourage them. And so they would speak in English, and then Jerry would translate in Mandarin. And then uh, some of the Ashi uh, people don't speak Mandarin. And so then another Ashi lady was speaking, uh, translating from Mandarin to Ashi. So we got English to Mandarin, Mandarin to Ashi, and then back to uh, Ashi to Mandarin to English. Are you guys confused? And I couldn't help but sit there and think that evening. One day, we're all going to speak the same language. And one day, we're all going to worship together. Are you looking forward to that? Look back and be grateful. Look forward and be excited. Number three on there to look in. Look in, and, and I would say the tagline on that is to look in and be honest. Let, let me show you a picture, another picture. Chad sent me this picture last night. This is a picture of, um, so last night about 10.30 when I, when I got this picture, my understanding that Chad had just gotten this picture from his workers and Chad is uh, not at the coffee shop with his workers. But the, the first picture I showed you with Jeremiah, Joseph, and Peter, they were leading last night their own communion service in the coffee shop. How cool is that? And so Chad just reminded me to, to pray for them. And it makes me think about this Look, look at 1 Corinthians 11. It's on your bulletin, or maybe you have your Bible open still. Paul says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. Look in. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For who, he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. To look in. Maybe this morning, as we look back and we're grateful, we look forward and we're excited. Let's take a moment this morning to look in and be honest. Paul gives a strict warning here that. You need to be walking in fellowship with God before you partake of the Lord's table. Is there some things in your life, some attitudes? You know, two weeks ago we talked about uh, the tongue. 
Is there some words that you've spoken? Is there some thoughts that you've had? Is there things in your life that really, if, if let's just be completely honest with ourselves this morning, if God were standing here before us this morning and we had to give an account of the words that we've said or the thoughts that we've had or maybe the bitterness in our own life or whatever it is that maybe God is dealing with you about, is there some things you need to confess before God today? And that's what Paul is giving a warning. Paul is saying, listen, so who is supposed to partake of the Lord's table? It's those who've given their life to Jesus Christ. But it's also not only those who've given their life to Jesus Christ, but it's those who are walking into fellowship with God currently. And what a warning it is. So I want, I want you to think this morning in your own life, maybe there's, there's uh, in your own life currently right now that you're not really looking back on what God has done. You're not really being grateful for the prices. You're not really looking forward to the future. And, and, and really what you're doing is you're, you've been, as I confess my own life, a little me-focused, a little we-focused, and not them-focused. Is it possible this morning that you walked in here to the service and you had, you know, everything seemingly was good and, you know, I've got a tie on and you look good for church? But if we're going to be honest, there's some things in your heart that really aren't where they're supposed to be. Paul gives us a warning. Look in. Be honest in your own life right now. Am I really walking into fellowship with God? Have I allowed other things in my life to rob me of my joy? Have I allowed other things in my life to make me lose focus on what really is important in life? And not everybody has the opportunity, and, and I want to reiterate, and I, I had multiple conversations with people in our team this week of, and I can remember sitting down with Bruce in the coffee shop and just saying, how, you, you know, the overwhelming thought I have right now is how, how lucky, how blessed I am to be where I'm at. That I get to re- represent one of the greatest churches ever to this people group. Why Why me? Can I, can I just say thank you for allowing me to go? But the challenge for us this morning, before we partake and of the Lord's table, is for us to examine our own life. Have you got caught up into the, the culture? You failed to look back and be grateful. You failed to look forward and be excited. And, and most importantly this morning, let's look in. Remember the prayer David prayed? God, search me. Know my heart. See if there is any wicked way in me. And this morning, if God reveals something in your life, you know what you need to do? Confess. And I'm thankful this morning that God is faithful and just to forgive us when we confess. Are you thankful that God is willing to forgive you? Are you thankful this morning that, that God's love towards you is not conditional on how you've acted towards him? Amen, right? But this morning, the truth is, 
I don't think you and I can properly look back and look forward until we first look in. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment. How would you describe your walk with God right now, today? What have you allowed in your life to rob you of that joy? What have you allowed in your life to take the focus off of God and His kingdom and your mission for secondary issues? I'll be honest, for me, it's usually my pride. I want to ask you this morning, would anyone say this morning, John, God has really spoken to me this morning, and and there's some things in my life, as I look in, that I know God doesn't like. If that's you this morning, and you'd like me to pray for you, would you just put your hand up for a moment? Just put your hand up. A lot of us, wow, just put your hand up. And I want to challenge you this morning. Paul gives a very strict warning here. That we are not to partake of the Lord's table until we deal with what's in our life. So in the quietness of this moment this morning, if that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you before we stand, would you just come forward this morning? Right now. Just come forward this morning. If that's you, you raise your hand and God is, has dealing in your heart. Just come forward right now. Some are already coming. Just come forward this morning and just deal with it. Give it to God. Surrender it back to God. People from all over are coming this morning. Just come forward this morning. If you'd like someone to pray with you, I'm going to ask those, uh, our leadership team here if they would stand and if they would face you. If you'd like for someone to pray with you this morning, that's what they're here for. If you want to pray by yourself, then just kneel here by yourself. We don't want to interrupt you. But if you'd like to pray with one of these, then just come shake their hand and say, would you pray with me? Is there anyone this morning that would say, John, God's revealed to me today that I've never given my life to him. I've never placed my faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe I've lived the church game and I've played the game, but I've never really given my life to God. If that's you this morning as we're seated, I'm going to ask you, would you just put your hand up for a moment? I can pray for you. Anyone like that this morning? John, I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. Just put your hand up. I want to pray for you this morning. Anyone like that today? Just put your hand up. In a moment, we're going to stand. The, the opportunity for you to come and pray and to see God is still available. Maybe this morning you'd like to come forward, but, uh, but kneeling is too difficult. The front pew is open. You're welcome to come and sit on the front pew and just pray. But I would challenge you this morning. Let's look in. God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. Lord, I thank you for how you're working in my life. Lord, forgive me for my pride and, and my arrogance. And Lord, reveal in my life my sin. Lord, for those this morning that have come forth to just 
reconnect or confess, Lord, I pray that you would just give them encouragement and strength and grace. Lord, for those sitting in the, in the pew this morning that, that you are still dealing with them, and Lord, give them the ability, the courage to, to make that step, the humbleness to maybe walk forward this morning. Would you stand with me this morning as we continue worship? Dave's going to lead us. Come just as you are. And I, I just worship the Lord this morning. Get things right. I'm going to ask the, the board to prepare for our communion service. But let's just worship.